A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. points on the road as Dobbo breaks his addict's duck with a belter to win the day at Rotherham. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. I hope you are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez and joining me to look back at yesterday's uh, enthralling 1-0 win uh, up at Rotherham at United is Mr Terry Smith. How are you doing, Terry? All good, Louis. Yeah, thanks you. Yeah, good. A very enjoyable day yesterday up at the New York, New York Stadium. Wasn't it just, yeah? It was, uh, yeah. It, I mean, we've uh, we've tended to do well up there, I think, uh, if memory serves. Um, but it's always... Um, it's always <laughs> I wouldn't say strange place to go. It's probably not fair, but it's uh, it's always an interesting no, no, place to go. I think that is fair. I think that is fair. Uh, yeah, we're on, we're on beating uh, against Rotherham since 1983, uh, and that run uh, continued yesterday. So in a few moments' time, we are going to hear uh, the highlights uh, of the game from uh, Charlton TV. We've also uh, got post-match reaction from the gaffer, uh, Johnny Jackson, and from the scorer of the goal, George Dobson, uh, as well. And we've got your messages too, uh, and some fans by reaction. I spoke to a couple of supporters uh, on the train back uh, from Rotherham. 
uh, as well. So we're going to hear that later on in the show as well as all your, your tweets and your emails. So looking forward to it. So before we hear the highlights, Terry, uh, yeah, a re- really enjoyable game, actually. Um, we defended pretty well. Uh, you know, against the Rotherham side who are up the right end of the table, albeit, to be fair, just sort of dropping off a little bit of form recently. But we defended well, and in, in the second half in particular, uh, became a real threat. And uh, oh, we topped it off with that that moment of quality from, from Dobbo. What, what a great way to win the game. Yeah, and it seemed, uh, the way the game was panning out, that it was going to be something of, uh, that, uh, of quality that was going to separate the two. Uh, and to be fair, I thought uh, the only side that looked likely to produce that was us, because... You know, from virtual minute one, their uh, their method of trying to break us down was lumping it up to Michael Smith. That <laughs> seemed to be the uh, the only plan that they had. And even even in the second half, when they brought that um, the young nippy number seven on, um, I'll say Tutu, who, who looked like he had something about them, they didn't really change their their tactic, which which was strange. And I thought generally we um, we bossed it. I, there was a period. And I'd, 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 I'd have to say I disagree a little bit with the way um, the, the pundits on, on Charlton TV, Scott and Curbs, the way, and, and Nicky Forster, the way they explained, they thought that we were under pressure too much uh, in that first half. I, I didn't see it as pressure. I thought we started off brightly and we clearly had a plan to, to get behind them, as um, even if it was Route 1 with the runs of uh, uh, Washington and, and even um, Blackett-Taylor. But... Um, after about 10 or 15, 10 minutes, we we sort of got drawn into this sort of long ball thing where they hoofed it up and we cleared it and hoofed it and they cleared it back or they hoofed it back forward again. And so, I mean, I think there was a period of about 10 minutes where I don't think the ball touched the floor. It was that type of football. So it was, it was a bit um, numbing uh, and uh, we just got sucked into it, I think. And, and I, I must have, and I'd like to find out, but... The, Johnny Jackson and, and the, the backroom staff must have said something at half-time to say, right, stop doing that, because all, all we're doing is inviting pressure back, and we need to stop doing that. And second half we did, and largely controlled it, I thought. Mm, yeah, and uh, won it in, in pretty spectacular fashion as well. Right then, let's have a listen back to the highlights uh, of the game from Charlton TV. Peter Shirtliff uh, was alongside Terry. Into a Sends it into the box, a deep one, it's a flick on! I'm not sure if that's a save or not. The referee says no. I didn't know whether McGillivray got a touch, but I think that was Sugbene across the six-yard box who got a head to the ball as it came in before anybody else. He couldn't direct it inside the post and it went away from towards the six-yard box. Stockley heads it backwards. Claire's going to have to deal with that and does. Washington will be one-on-one with Rathbone. Can he get there first, Washington? He does. He's come off his shoulder. Heads it forward. Now a header towards the penalty area. He's in there, Washington. Oh, and it's a last-ditch tackle from Rathbone that saves the home side. To get there, and it's uh, run Blackett-Taylor's way, and he's heading towards the corner of the penalty area. Blackett-Taylor gets it on his left foot, takes a shot. Well, cross shot. Nobody on hand to bury it. And it'll run away for a Rotherham throw-in on the opposite throw. But uh, won't have time to take it because there's the half-time whistle. And it's been an interesting it's off of uh, Gilby and Rotherham have the throw and they've sent it down the line towards Ferguson. Ferguson, ball, ball across into the box. Smith with the header. Nowhere near on target, really, when you ha- consider the time he had in the penalty area. And expecting to Takes the ball in his stride. Further left is Morgan. Looking to get into the penalty area. Ball into the box. It's a good one. Washington with a touch on a keeper. Saves it away. Blackie Taylor pursuing it and then the ball across. I think Stockley would have been offside so he couldn't go for it. And he comes out of here for a throw into the home side. But Charlton, a real opportunity. Left there. corner of the penalty area. He's got Blackett Taylor in support into the penalty area. Still on the left-hand side. Cuts back inside. Finds Morgan. Morgan's got uh, Dobson in space. Dobson with a shot. Oh, what a goal! 
Oh, what a strike that is! George Dobson meets the ball on the fall, on the volley, with the ball back across into the central position just outside the penalty area. And what a finish from Charlton's number four. And the Addicts have the lead. That's a great finish. I was saying, I was almost saying, have a shot, and, and he just duly did that. Um, I, I don't know, I, I've not seen him score before. Is no, I'm not sure he has. <laughs> I was just looking up that step myself. It's a great strike, and a good piece of play again by, by Rotherham. You know, what a look, time. It looked bright. And what a way to get your first goal. Rotherham, Superb strike. Yeah, Rotherham look, Charlton look bright, Rotherham look a bit subdued. I don't know what's wrong with them. They look under a bit nervous, they're a bit under pressure. Patrick Taylor up against Doug Bennett. Looks to take him on. Harding coming across as well. Cuts inside. And again, still Blackett Taylor. Thinks about a shot. Goes back the other way. Now might shoot. Does so over the bar. Good opportunity and a good strike, but uh, just too much on it from Blackett Taylor. It's away for the goal kick. Yeah, but it's more enterprising from him, isn't it? You know, he's showing a little bit of quality now he's, instead of just sort of running down blind alleys. He's prepared to come in on his right. It is a corner to the home side. Sent into the far side of the six-yard box Stockley there it's going to drop the heat goes away he'll touch up to Millow sends it over the bar opportunity finds Dobson instead Dobson turns away he's got Stockley ahead of him Stockley picks it up to his left is Blackett Taylor into the penalty area Blackett Taylor Washington in the middle bypass him gets it back Blackett Taylor he's got Morgan out here if he wants him Dobson takes over takes the shot oh, oh, oh. he smells blood George Dobson and that shot however after maybe a couple of deflections comfortably into the arms of the delivery but Charlton have it with Stockley Stockley trying to send Washington he may well be offside here has he sprung the offside trap yes he may well have done Stockley tries to chip it over to Keeper who just gets back in time grabs it in his six yard box and Washington was on time here is for the Charlton sub I'm assuming as Matthew sends it into the corner for Stockley brings it down well Stockley but he loses out eventually to a Hickway who swipes it forward Fenwo's underneath this heads it back up in the air and here's the final whistle and the Addicts have come away from the New York Stadium with three points there we go that was the uh, the highlights uh, from yesterday thanks to the boys uh, for that um, yeah great great result we've got to talk about the goal haven't we? I mean what a way to cap off the season that, that, that George Dobson has had and, and that was an excellent finish and probably even more difficult than it looked the way the ball's coming across his body and he's had to sort of cut across it with power and accuracy to beat the goalkeeper it really was a really splendid goal to, to cap off a great season for Dobbo yeah, it was a peach, wasn't it? And I think if, if I mean, I'm sure there are several criticisms that are going to be levelled at, uh, at players and the uh, and the club and the team uh, at the end of this season. One of them is going to be that the midfield uh, just don't score enough goals. Um, but uh, you wouldn't necessarily have expected it to come from George Dobson. I mean, uh, player of the year by a country mile, I'm sure. I mean, who knows the result, but I'm, I'm, I'll be surprised if he doesn't. I'll be amazed, in fact. So... Um, if it was going to come from any source in midfield, it's it's quite fitting that it comes from our uh, Player of the Year elect. Uh, and what a strike it was, my word. I mean, he, he let it go across his body. And it, I think um, technically it was a very difficult thing to do and to get above it, get, sort of get over it rather, uh, and hit it in the direction he did and the angle he did and, and where he put it was just sublime. And uh, yeah, it was just a great way to win a game, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and it, was, it was just in that period of the game where we had started to have have a few counter attacks we've seen that moment uh, a few moments before that cross that went into to Washington and, and the keeper made the save and then Blackett Taylor put it across um 
I, I'd actually tweeted about five minutes before we scored that I didn't think we were we were keeping possession well enough when we were breaking. Like I, I thought, it, you know, on the ball, as you said, similarly in the first half, we gave it away too often. Um, but we had just started to turn it on just before the goal came, so it did look like we were starting to take a little bit more control of that game as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think um, we uh, slightly differently in the second half to the first. I mean, the first half we were just conceding possession back by hoofing it clear when they when they lumped it forward. Smith tried to get on the end of it. He was largely handled superbly by either uh, any one of the back three, Fanwo, Pierce, or Claire. <clears throat> well, I think um, I think played superbly as a three at the back. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think uh, second half it was slightly different. We clearly were trying to play a different way. Yes, trying to get it still into the channels and asking Washington and Blackett Taylor to, to get behind them. But um, then when we did that, or Stockley as well coming short, when we did it, I didn't, I didn't, you're right, I didn't think there was a period there where we didn't use it well enough. But um, uh, when we did, uh, and the uh, it almost came by accident. I don't know if you remember the way the goal, I'm, I'm trying to remember it myself, but when Corey Blackett Taylor went down that left side, it looked like he'd, uh, he was going to lose possession because he sort of ended up going down a bit of a blind alley. But uh, credit to uh, Albie Morgan, who uh, came up in support, was there for the for the little layback because uh, there was nothing else Blackett Taylor could do. Uh, and then Dobson arrived on the scene right at the right minute, and uh, and the rest is history. But, uh, yeah, I think um, you look at the stats, and I think uh, from memory, when I looked at them yesterday, they had something like uh, ten shots, and we had two R nine. But that doesn't tell the, the the story. I don't think. I think only one mm. of theirs was on target, and I, I don't really think that. Um, <clears throat> McGilvery had uh, had too much to do in terms of shot stopping, but what he did do, and he did do superbly, was control his area. Mm, yeah, again, it all comes back to that superb question in uh, a few a few weeks ago, doesn't it? But um, we, we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, the the way that we saw the game out as well defensively as a unit all game is actually funny. After about ten minutes, I twice I'd already tweeted about Jason Pierce, and I thought, right, here we go. Pierce is on one today. He's playing really well. <laughs> Uh, but I remember tweeting it after 10 minutes ago, I just know he's going to score an own goal or something after I've done this. Um, but, I mean, he kept it up for 90 minutes as well. He has been, this season, so dependable when, when he's been asked to come back into the side. And, and yesterday was certainly one of those occasions, one of those games that he would have absolutely loved uh, against a big old brute in, in the likes of, of Michael Smith. I mean, Freddie Ladapo, I forgot he was even on until the last 20 minutes or so. But, yeah, we, we really kept him... Kept, kept their strike force at arm's length and Piercy absolutely led the line superbly. Yeah, I was <clears throat> a little surprised they kept Ladapo on. He'd been out for a while with uh, some sort of muscle tear on, in, or quad tear and I didn't uh, I didn't expect to see him back quite so soon actually because it's a similar um, injury that uh, Innes had who was out for quite a while. So I was surprised to see him back and I think he came back too soon to be honest. I think um, he didn't have that <clears throat> turn of pace. He didn't have that uh, <clears throat> speed that you would expect him to have. And so all we really, really had to deal with was the balls up to, to Michael Smith. And I thought wherever he went, it, every single one of our back three dealt with him. Yeah, and, and it was it was so impressive. I mean, it, considering it was always going to be like a, a slightly makeshift defence. Well, I don't know if that's the right phrase, because obviously it was it, there were defenders in that, in that team. But um, after midweek, when we lost Sam Lavelle to injury and, and Ryan Innes to stupidity... Um, it was always there was always a fear that it, it would take a while for a, a new back three to gel, but that certainly wasn't the case yesterday. No, not at all. And I actually wasn't quite so worried. I think because um, I think Famo's a, a good centre half. I think um, he needs a, a controlling influence beside him, and whether that be Lavelle or um, or Innes, I think Pierce 
I wouldn't. I, I, I don't want to use the phrase lucky, but um, he was up again. I mentioned before about Ladapo not being sharp, so he didn't have the pace. So Jason Pierce was never troubled by pace, um, which I think if he's going to be troubled at all, that's it. But if you if you want somebody who's just going to come up against another player who's uh, who's a physical presence but doesn't doesn't have that sort of blistering pace, then Jason Pierce is your man you want all day long. And he and he dealt with Michael Smith superbly and dealt with everything they threw at us. And he did everything you expect Jason Pierce to do. He put his body on the line, threw himself in front of shots when they come. And so um, when you want somebody in the trenches, then uh, you wouldn't need to look much further than Jason Pierce. I mean, you did touch upon, obviously, Craig McGilvery coming out and commanding his area a bit more. And we'll hear Jacko's quotes on that in a few moments' time because I did ask. But along with the fact that he was doing that, Jaden was back there. I mean, Jaden won 10, 10 aerial challenges yesterday, which was double the amount that anyone else on the pitch did. And obviously, at least some of those would have been in his own penalty area. Because uh, how, how many corners did we see him head away, two or three? That, that sort of duo there meant that actually... We didn't we didn't look troubled from set pieces, which it, which would have been a worry at Rotherham. You know they did they did have a pretty tall side, uh, as, as we mentioned the likes of Smith up there. Um, but it just goes to show that when when that goalkeeper is commanding his box and like I say, Jaden's back there helping out. Pierce, he probably got a couple away. It, the the fact that we don't look vulnerable from set pieces was was a major difference to something a month ago when it felt like we were conceding from them every month, like every game. Sorry. Yeah, it's huge. <clears throat> Excuse me and. Uh... When you consider that confidence is such a big thing in, in sport and football especially. And so um, I don't think you can uh, dismiss that uh, that side of things when McGillivray knows he's got players around that are going to win footballs. Uh, and so he's got more confidence in his back three. And you mentioned it before, Jaden Stockley, who is so important to us at both ends of the pitch. Uh, and he commands that um, that six yard the edge of that six yard box when the ball comes in from a free kick and he's almost always the first one there uh, and when he wasn't there yesterday either McGillivray came out and claimed it or Jason Pierce and or Fanway or somebody else Claire maybe got uh, got their head to it so I think when you when as a goalkeeper when you know you've got that in front of you when you know you've got a, almost an impenetrable wall in front of you then it makes your job easier. So it gives you that then confidence then to come and claim balls that uh, maybe when you're not confident, you think, well, I'll just hang back because if that flicks off their striker, I'm going to have to deal with it. And I think that's huge. It's just, it's just, I don't think you can, uh, you can underestimate how important that is. Mm, yeah. And, and ex- it, the, 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 the way we hit them on, on, on the counter attack in, in that second half in particular with pace, you know, I mean, we're, we've all, we're always talking about Corey Blackett-Taylor at the moment, and he was a bit of a thorn in their side. I think I heard Peter mention a little bit about end product at one point yesterday, which is probably fair because, you know, for, for, all, for all the counter-attacks we had in the first half and the second half, maybe Corey could have picked up one or two more passes. But um, an unsung hero of, of that part of our game will obviously be Connor Washington as well, and I think he will go under the radar for his performance a little bit yesterday. Um his uh, his running of the channels. I mean, the, the amount of times we saw a long boy over the top, that one where he out-muscled a defender and went through and was unlucky with Ra- when Rathbone got back and made the challenge. I mean, there, there were performances, the performance from him yesterday, for me, goes to show why he's such an important player for us, even if he does miss a few chances. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know my opinion of Connor Washington, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned on it here when I was on here last. He is such an important um, player for the way we want to play. Uh, and that is by not 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 just a team on the break, but just running into channels and and not just running into channels blindly because um, anybody can do that. It's running with the sort of intelligence and and nous and know how 
to to run into an area which scares defenders, which drags defenders out, which gives space to other players. If the ball doesn't come to you, doesn't matter because it means there's space elsewhere. And he is so good at that. And uh, yesterday, I felt a little bit sorry for him because uh, you know he, he, you look, you saw him. Yes, if you're going to be ultra critical, he should, of course he should have pulled the trigger just a, a split second before before Rathbone could get back. But the very nature of the way he got into that position in the first place, and then did several times more, was um, was was something you've got to you've got to applaud and and say. Without that, we are not even close to being the same sort of side. And uh, it would have been it would have been perfect if he could have topped that uh, performance off with uh, with with a goal. Just didn't come, I'm afraid. And, but it'll come, you know, because you know I mentioned it to, to Johnny Jackson in the week. Consider how long Stockley and Washington were out for. Uh, and especially as a striker, and that sharpness. You, I mentioned Ladapo. You know, he comes back from a quad injury, and he's uh, he's so important to them. He's their second top scorer, uh, and as a partnership, Smith and Ladapo have been superb this season when they played together. Didn't look anywhere near on it yesterday, and was uh, and was a shadow of the player he he should be. And you know, you've got to give Connor Washington and, and James Stockley a few more games to get that sharpness back. I reckon. And uh, unfortunately, we were running out of time. We've only got what four? Is it four games left? Um, or five? Yeah. I can't remember now. Four. Four or five? Uh, I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, we're, so we're running out of games. So by the time they get their sharpness back, it'll be uh, they'll be on their summer holidays. But uh, it does bode well, hopefully, for next season. Yeah, certainly. I, I mean, one player who came back into the side yesterday, Albie Morgan, in the midfield. Um, what did you make of him yesterday? Jacko was pleased, but again, in terms of players who gave the ball away, he'd probably be right up there. Him and him and Gilby, and, uh, but. There were parts of his game yesterday that Jacko certainly enjoyed. I think Albie Morgan, it was a classic Albie Morgan game. I mean, you're desperate for him to do well. I think every single fan is desperate for him to do well. And there were, as you say, there were parts of his game where the goal itself, he was in support, he was hassling, he was harrying, he wasn't giving the opposition a minute's peace. And he was in support for uh, Blackett Taylor when, in, at the right moment, at the right time. And, and he did that a lot. But also, as you say, there were times when that, I mean, how many times I think I, I lost count where he was in position and he, he needed a simple layoff to Blackett Taylor more often than not. Uh, and he either overhit the pass or choose, chose not to pass or, or went in the opposite direction. And, and that's the frustration that Albie Morgan brings. Um, so everything you expect from Albie Morgan came in, in one game yesterday. You certainly, certainly did, and, and it was a solid performance. I mean, we've got to talk about it, right? So you mentioned it's a, it's a strange place to go, Rotherham. <laughs> so I, I'm confused because... They, they, they're a successful club over the last few years, okay? You know, relegation from the championship is nothing to be ashamed of for a club of their size. I think battling at the top end of League One is something to be pretty proud of for a club of their size. Obviously, they had their cup win during the week now. Um, the way that the people who sit near us, every time we go there, moan and moan about their own team. I've never known any other ground like it. It's absolutely bizarre. And I went on I went on to their forum um, today. I was trying to see if there's any news on, on the fan who seemed to injure herself before the game. Uh, yes, sir, I couldn't find anything, unfortunately. But um, they're, they're moaning about the manager. They're just outside the top two. It was absolutely bizarre. It was bonkers. I mean, the only good thing was, was they weren't moaning at us. Um, I mean... <laughs> I didn't get uh, I didn't get asked if I or, or told that, I, that I, they wished I had an accident on the way home or, or, or questioned my parentage or or any of that yesterday. So we got away lightly, but their team didn't. And you're right, as you say. I mean, I, I don't know whether it's because um, you know they've been this sort of League One to Championship yo-yo club, and maybe they're getting the hump with that. Um, they've just won at Wembley, <laughs> you know, paraded the trophy beforehand, and you think, you know, all right, you you know, we played well. And uh, and we uh, we played them correctly, and so they couldn't get uh, get to us. 
But they are on a little bit of a bad run. I think they'd only won one in five, and now well, probably one in six now, of course. Uh, so you can understand them being a bit frustrated, but um, you know they're almost certain to be in the playoffs at the very least. And they've still got two games in hand on MK Don. So automatic promotion is, is still more of a possibility than not. So, yeah, quite why they were so vociferously angry at, uh, at both the manager and the players. I mean, there was one point where um, we'd been dominant for a good 10, 15-minute spell. And I think we had a corner. And they brought everybody back. And to a man, to my right, every almost every single rather referred to my right, is that on their feet screaming at, uh, at their players to send players up. Uh, and bizarrely, one of them did. I think it was when Osso Tutu was on, uh, when he came on a sub. Uh, and he sort of listened to the crowd and started drifting back towards the halfway line. It was it was quite comical, actually. But, yeah, just bizarre. Mm, yeah, really strange. I mean, what about our club then, our manager? Um, you know, as a result that he needed. I don't think we're on an awful run of form. We've only lost one in six. You know, I think the result against Lincoln was disappointing. I don't think we played that badly. Wimbledon in a midweek, different story. I thought we were not really at it. But... We're on an okay run, you know, obviously we know how poor this season has been and no matter where we finish now, it will be a massive disappointment. Um, but I think Johnny needs more results and performances like he got yesterday between now and the end of the season and it sets a stall, I mean, it sets a template for the sort of performances we want to be putting in away from home against bigger clubs next season. If we're going to be up there, we need to do that every game and then I guess the other side of it is when we go go away to smaller clubs, we need to know how to break through them and, and play better than we did against Wimbledon but... I'm feeling more positive now than I was maybe three, four weeks ago or a month ago, whenever it was. Yeah, there's a sort of list of things you don't do, I guess, or or you don't need to happen if you want a successful season. Obviously, the first one is probably injuries. You you want to have as as few of those as possible. And if you look at most teams that win championships or get promoted, it's because they've had the least amount of injuries that affect their season. That's normally the case. And that normally comes if you've got a good squad as well. Now, I think... um, Trying to stop uh, our key players getting injured would be nice. And I think if we can do that, then we'll be there or thereabouts. Stop shooting ourselves in the foot would be nice. So even when we've got our players back, like uh, Wimbledon, you don't get stupid sending-offs. Or Lincoln, uh, you don't get stupid sending-offs. And so if you can can get those two things together, plus uh, get a style of play that works, then we're going to be there. uh, Or most teams will be up there. And I think uh, that performance yesterday... Very similar to the Sunderland one, I think, as well, when uh, Johnny Jackson first started his managerial career with us. I think uh, that's what he expects from his players. And if he's got the the full side that he wants out and they don't shoot themselves in the foot, then we've got every chance of of winning games of football. Mm, Yeah, well, let's see uh, what happens next year. Obviously, we still know all about the rebuild. Uh, That does need to happen. Let's hear from the man who's going to have to play a big part in that, of course, the uh, manager uh, Johnny Jackson, he came to speak to me after the game, uh, agreed with me uh, there was no one more deserving of scoring such a goal uh, like that uh, than George Dobson. No, I just said that to him in the change room there. Uh, goal worthy to win any game, but so pleased for him uh, that he's the match winner today because he's been outstanding for me. Uh, I think he's been, he's been magnificent, so uh, he's deserved that. Uh, it's been a while coming uh, goal for him, but he... Uh, yeah, he deserved that today. I thought, I thought his, his overall performance in the game was brilliant. Uh, and, and since I've took over, he's, he's, he's been a mainstay in the team, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, I'm really pleased for him. Yeah, you must feel vindicated because obviously you brought him straight into the side in your first game at Sunderland. And he's probably been one of, one of your best players, your most consistent players. Yeah, I mean, I didn't need that, that goal to, to, to vindicate the decision. I think, like you say, he's been, he's been the most consistent. He's been a mainstay. I think he's played every game. 
Um, and he's kept his shirt, and that's what I said when I took over. You know, if you're, if you're performing on the pitch, then you, you keep your place. So he's, he's probably the only one uh, that, that's managed to keep his place every single week. So um, brilliant, delight for him. And it's a big three points as well, and a big performance to come away against. You know, Rotherham side who slipped up slightly in the league recently, but they're still a real threat in this division. Yeah, I mean they're third in the league. I don't know, I don't know what happened elsewhere today, but they're right up there. They're still right in the mix for, for automatic promotion. Um, they're a good side with with good players and, and threats all over the pitch. So to come here and win one nil when in the manner of the performance I thought was a magnificent uh, away performance limited them to, to very little I don't think Mac has really made a save one in the first half but it was offside anyway I don't think he's had to make a save he's had to come and claim some crosses of course and um, we defended our box really well but we've, we've limited them and we've had countless chances on the break so uh, as an away performance yeah and I'm really pleased with that yeah you look at this as the perfect away performance and you soak up pressure without giving away chances and then it looks a real threat on the break as we know with, with Corey and the pace that he can bring and, and Connor on the running the channels and that sort of stuff absolutely yeah we knew we'd, we'd have to have periods where we defend defend our box you know stand up against that threat which they have got I knew there'd be opportunities if we played uh, if we dealt with that and we, and we had a nice compact shape that when we did win it in transition we could really hurt them uh, you need pace to do that, of course, like you said. You've got Corey there, you've got Connor, uh, who's got pace and makes great runs and works tirelessly for the team. Um, so, yeah, it, it, obviously it worked really well today. So you had to make defensive changes given what happened during the week, but I think, especially this season, Jason Pierce has been so dependable for you. Yeah, I mean, he's, he is Mr Dependable, isn't he? You know, he's, uh, he's had a great career. He's, he's the captain, you know, the, for a reason. Um, because, you know, when, when called upon... He hasn't obviously hasn't played week in week out, but when when called upon, uh, you know that you can rely on him to come in and do the job. And I thought again, like with all of them back there, um, defended brilliantly. Yeah. I mean, you promised they wouldn't be on on the beach. There was one one fan behind me in the first half. He was claiming they were, but I don't think the performance said any, anything about that today. Claiming he was a home fan. He was a home fan saying, "I'll oh, come on. These are on the these are on the beach." But I don't think your side really showed that today. Definitely not. No, no I just said that to the to the group in there. What? What's pleased me probably most about the last two games, OK, we didn't win on, on Tuesday night, but you're playing a team that's fighting fighting for their lives to stay in the division. Uh, you're playing a team today that's fighting for their lives to, to try and get promoted. And we, you know, relatively speaking, uh, nothing to play for. Yet, I think you, it, would never, it would never be apparent on the football pitch. I think my players are absolutely fighting, giving everything as if it's us that's desperate for those points. And, and that's, that's what I've asked of them. That's what they've given me. So that's, as, as a manager, when you see your, your team and your players fighting for you like that, um, it's, it's really pleasing. What well, did you make of um, Albie today? I was speaking to a fan before the game and she was really desperate to see him back in the side. What did, when you brought him back in today, what did you make of his performance? I thought he'd done well. I thought it was a really mature performance, which is what I wanted from him. Um, I thought he, he stuck to the script really well. He worked hard. I know that about Albie, that, that he's, de- he's desperate to play and he's desperate to do well. But today probably required a different type of performance. Uh, you know, out of possession, getting around the pitch. Um, and we, we know that he's, he's got quality. And I think a couple of instances there, he'll probably, probably be annoyed with himself that he didn't quite pick the right pass or execute the right pass at times. But... Uh, I thought his overall com- contribution was really good. I asked you this question a few weeks ago, so it's only really fair to ask it again now. I think Craig's probably come out the other side of it, but he's, he's commanding his box a bit more now. He's taking crosses again. Are you pleased to see how he's reacted to that conversation? Delighted. Um, credit to him. 
we, uh, you know, he came under some criticism uh, from myself. Um, we had some some good, honest conversations, and we sat down and we looked at things and spoke about how uh, and what I need him to do to to improve. And he took it on board. He took it on board, and now I think he's actually sort of relishing the the opportunity now to come and command his his, his penalty box again. Excellent today. Um, I think there's been a, a, a marked improvement in his performances and. Uh, that's credit to him because he, he's took on board what I've asked and uh, he's implemented it. Um, also, Johnny, um, obviously in the last two games you had those two red cards. Uh, in this game, it was a good defensive performance, but you were all your tackling, your side tackling was excellent. You didn't give the ref too many decisions to make and whatnot. Um, are you proud of your team for that? I'm proud of my team for, for the performance. Um, I wasn't sort of thinking about the dis- discipline side of it I thought it was a it was a very disciplined performance as in how we stuck to our task stuck to our shape um, I, I always encourage them to make tackles and, and compete and uh, and fight in a fair way uh, obviously you know we got the, in the week we got that wrong you know, you know went sort of went over the top but uh, <clears throat> yeah really pleased with it today I think I think we, we did fight we competed we made the tackles but we done it in, 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 in the proper way It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There, heads it away. Can Lee pick it up? Yes, he can. Ahead of Kamara now sends Washington on that right hand side. He's in space. Washington into the area. He goes. Can he drill it home? Yes, he can. Oh, Connor Washington put shot, tune it up. And could that be the game? A lovely ball out. Connor Washington on the run. Burstow is in the middle, but Connor Washington drills it home. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the break, there we heard from the Addicts boss uh, Johnny Jackson, because uh, uh, it's me and Terry uh, looking back at yesterday's win up at Rotherham. Uh, I mentioned how big a point, how big a win it was for him. Uh, I mean, he knows he's got rebuilds uh, to do. There was one point actually I wanted to pick up on. I spoke, I asked him about Piercy, and he spoke about. It. He, he said he's had a great career. Uh, what's next for Piercy? I'm sure there's other people who. who 
for me, player coach still, I still, I still want to see him coming off the bench or like playing games like that and doing what he can do every now and then. There is a there is a place for play, players like Jason Pierce at this club, uh, especially, uh, not least because of the services given us. And yeah, okay, you could call that a slightly romantic ideal, and uh, we shouldn't be uh, we shouldn't be romantic ideals. We should be uh, ruthless and and just signing the best players we possibly can. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but. Um, I feel I, you mentioned it just now. I still think there's a there's a role to play for Jason Pierce at this club. Um, games like yesterday are a classic example of that. Uh, but um, he's I know for a fact that he's uh, that he's looking at his coaching a lot more seriously this season, uh, and he's doing uh, doing all his badges and everything else that runs with it. So if we can combine the two, as we did with Johnny Jackson, uh, then uh, why not keep Jason Pierce here? Because you know I mentioned before about having uh, having the squad and and uh, maintain. You know, managing injuries, and hopefully they don't come as often as they did this season. But if you've got a player of uh, of Jason Pierce's quality at the back, and you can pick your games, like uh, yesterday, where you haven't got players with blistering pace, uh, then I think he's got a role to play. You need players like Jason Pierce to get a League One. You know, when if you look at every time we've got out of this league, we've had players, usually about eight players in the in the first team squad. That will run through brick walls for you. That will absolutely, you know, put their bodies on the line to win a game of football. And Jason Pierce is one of those. Certainly is right. Let's have a look at a couple of the messages that have come in uh, to uh, our Twitter account as well. Ben uh, says, "I actually love uh, Dobbo. Need to get him uh, a song." And that's certainly true. And then Stuart says, "That's the quality that we have in the squad." Uh, so, is it the management or the players' attitude? that has been missing for the majority of this season. Well, how, how do you answer that, Tell? Because, I mean, there are you, there are days when you come away from Sunderland away or Portsmouth away or Rotherham away yesterday and you think, why has this not happened all season? Obviously, injuries will play a part in it, but, you know, there have been games where we've been at a full roster or even under Nigel Atkins at the start of the season. We weren't suffering from injuries then and we were on equally as bad form as we had been with the injuries under Jacko. Yeah, I think um, you can split it into to, to different to different parts of the season. I think you're right with Nigel Atkins. There was something not quite right um, with the full full potential. He wasn't picking the same side. I mean, Dobson wasn't getting anywhere near the side when um, when Nigel Atkins was manager. So uh, I think um, you could probably question the the team selection and, and tactics then. I think injuries then come along, and so I'm not sure you can question the management or commitment at that point when injuries play a part. But there have been games, and you can't hide from it. I mean, Accrington away is the one that really sticks in my mind, where we had a decent side out and a side that should have competed, and we just didn't compete at all. And so those those are the games, and you're going to get one or two, but we've had probably too many of those. And uh, and that, but that's not the only reason we're not up there. And I think um, maybe when players. You know, you go through a season and you think there's not a huge amount to play for. Maybe that affects the, the psyche of players. It shouldn't, but maybe it does. But I think um, you'd be hiding if you and not telling the truth if you said that uh, we um, we haven't performed properly uh, in in enough games. Mm, yeah, certainly. Uh, that's been the case. Right, cheers for your tweets. We've got some emails to come in a few moments' time as well, but I think it's time to hear uh, from the man of the moment, George Dobson, uh, scored his uh, first Addicts goal uh, yesterday. A superb strike it was. Uh, he came to speak to me after the game yesterday. I asked him to talk me through the strike and uh, how pleased he was to get off the mark. Yeah, obviously delighted. Um, Alvis played it across and it was one of them where it's obviously come across the body and you, you're just thinking, just, just get it on target, but... Nah, struck it cleanly and um, nah, there's no better feeling than see it 
nestle into the back of the net yeah got some nice, i've seen some nice pictures from carl you seem to be enjoying it and i guess you feel like you've, you've been waiting for your, your, your first chance to get to get off the mark yeah well to be fair i, I don't have many shots um and and i am normally one a season and we're obviously getting late on now so um the boys are actually saying like any danger of you of you of you getting a goal um so no it was obviously perfect to get it today and obviously a one nil win against a team that's it's up there where we want to be next season. Yeah, there's a proper display, one a proper away day display where we soak up perhaps a bit of pressure, but don't give away too many chances, and then we looked a real danger on a break today. Yeah, I think I think the the game plan worked perfectly. Obviously, with with Connor um, on the counter attack and 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 Jaden's aerial threat, they're they're always going to create chances. Um, we had we had a lot more um, times where we we probably could have got in uh, when it went to one 0 especially where. Um, the counter attack was was working so well, so no, that obviously should give us great confidence. And um, obviously, we've had the two red cards in the last two games, but um, the application and effort of everyone in the last six, and as well as the results, really have have been good. Um, so we, we've just got to keep keep doing this for the last four games and 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 take it into next season. Yeah, you mentioned we want to be where of Vermont next yeah. season, and you know, we, we've had days like this. We've had Sunderland, we've had today, we've had we've had other wins against against good teams. But I mean, what is it? Do you think that we need to be more consistently up that end of the table with the performances? Well, obviously, we, the, the way we started the season was nowhere near good enough. Um, we was obviously sitting twenty third. After about 13, 14 games, which is which is a tough, tough mountain to climb, and obviously the standard of the of the top seven or eight, nine this year has been so strong. It's probably going to be one of the highest playoff totals um, that you'll see. So um, we've obviously shown performances like today that that, that we can beat anyone, and um, with with Jaden and Connor in the team, we've 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 been a match for anyone. So it's just it's just about consistently churning out the performances. Um, and and building on on games like today and and taking it into the start of the season and making sure we start fast and, and not give ourselves a uh, too hard uh, mountain to climb really. And obviously, from a personal point of view, Johnny's really put his faith in you. He brought you straight in for his first game, and you, you haven't really come out the side. He, you must appreciate being being thought about like that by the manager. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, when he put when he put me in up at Sunderland, however long ago that was, he. The gaffer obviously was just like, "This is your opportunity," and I've just been trying to play like, like every opportunity is my, my last to stay in the team, really. Um, so I'll continue to do that every time I get picked, and I'm honestly loving it, uh, loving playing for the club, loving being here, um, and I just really want us to to push on next season and be at the right end of the table because this club is. Um, you shouldn't be sitting in mid-table. How, how difficult was it, sort of, at the start of the season when you, when you were left out? Did you feel hard done by? Did you feel like you, you still had something to prove? Yeah, of course. Obviously, it's for, it's, that's football, really. You have um, some gaffers who who like what you do, and some gaffers who don't. That's that's part and parcel of the game. Um, I was just waiting for my opportunity, and um, obviously, uh, obviously, just thank you, thankful for the gaffer. Um, that he gave it to me, and I've yeah just tried to just tried to um, repay his faith really. And it's, I mean, it's obviously your first season, um, player of the year dealer coming up in a few weeks, and your, your name's certainly been thrown about up there. I mean, do you do you feel like you, you you're pleased with how your how your season's gone since you come back into the side? Yeah, I think I, I think I've um, like I said, I've just tried to to give everything every time I've played. Um, I just try and leave everything out on the field and 
as I said, I'll just continue to do that every time I'm uh, picked. More, more goals in to add to your game? Is that not something you're that bothered about? You're, you're the defensive midfielder, really, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really bothered about the goals, to be honest. I'm not really that far up the pitch that much. I'm always pr- pr- trying to protect the back three, back five. So um, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm going to turn into a Frank Lampard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it'll obviously be nice to, uh, to, to, to have a, a couple of season. Oh, if you can score from outside the box, yeah. you don't have to get that far up the pitch. Yeah, yeah that's but. true. That's true. <laughs> that's Dobbo uh, speaking to me after the game yesterday. I mean, he, he says it himself. He, he's not going to become the next Frank Lampard. But, you know, he's, <laughs> if he's a one goal a season man, I don't think it really matters when you're, you're, you provide that sort of protection of the, of the back four. Or sorry, the back three uh, or back five, as he said. Uh, I nearly got my heat map out to show him that it's not a back five. But um, it, to provide that protection, I mean, he's had such a good season uh, and it was so nice to see how, how much he enjoyed uh, in, enjoyed that goal yesterday. It's great to speak to him as well. First time uh, I've got the chance to. And, you know, he's been on a real journey this season. Hasn't he just done it? I've got a sneaking suspicion that um, now he's done that. And if you remember, after just after he scored... Uh, he went for another one a, a little while later, which um, which took a couple of deflections and ended up harmlessly in the, in the keeper's arms. So I I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, a few more. Actually, now he's got maybe just that belief that oh, I can do this. Uh, that maybe that'll just um, just put something in the back of his mind that uh, it's worth a go now and again. So I wouldn't mind betting that's not necessarily the end of the Dobson scoring. Um, uh, charts uh, maybe not so many this season because we haven't got many games left but hopefully that'll give him the impetus then to to realise that that's something he can do because oh, goodness me we know what he can bring to the side because uh, as I said before he's um, he's player of the year elect and so add that to his game and uh, my word we'll have a player mm. I mean it, it does both the question like why why couldn't he get into the side under Nigel Atkins I mean the, the stats were remarkable so he, he played the first I think it was four I was looking up earlier uh, then between those first four, so sort of like the end of August and October, uh, when Jacko took over, and he played one more game. So it, over the case of, uh, you know, a, 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 what seven or eight weeks, he played one game, and, and he's our player. Of the, he's clearly our player of the season. What, what, I wonder what it was that Nigel didn't like about him. Well, if I knew the answer to that, I'd probably wouldn't be winning the lottery week in week out. I think um, the <clears throat> the only thing I can possibly explain or, or even think to explain is that Nigel Atkins had a way of play that he liked to just get forward as quickly as possible. And so uh, he wanted all of his midfield players to be attacking-style midfield players. And uh, they're, they're, the problem is that he just it means he went to his back three and said, right, you're defending, the rest aren't. And so it was a case of bombing forward, and we'd have to end up scoring five goals to win a game of football, uh, because you're almost certainly going to concede three or four in doing it that way. And that seemed to be the way that Nigel Atkins wanted to play. I mean, I don't know for sure, because I don't think um, he ever admitted that, but uh, it, that just seemed to be the way it is. And of course, when you've got a defensive midfield player of the style of George Dobson, um, and you don't want to be defensively minded, then he's um, he's surplus, I guess. Yeah, when I asked Jacko earlier in, in the interview, I said he must feel so vindicated about his decision to bring George Dobson out from the cold. And I mean, it, it, that does reflect reflect well on a manager when he when he can he can bring a player who maybe didn't have the quite the start of the season that he wanted to and, and install that belief into him and and improve him as a player and to get him up to this level. Obviously, you know, I saw a discussion earlier on the forum about whether players have regressed or progressed under Jacko. I mean, George has certainly pro, you know progressed under under him. I can't think of too many that have regressed as individuals. I think as a team, obviously, we've had poor moments, but. He certainly has been one one that Jacko will, will see as a big tick for, for his sort of man management since he's taken over. Absolutely that. And I, I said it before, um, that 
every time we've got out of this division. And I think if you had a, a quick glance at every team that's ever got out of League One, you would very rarely, I think, find a, a football, a total football playing team that just scores six goals a game and um, uh, and wins in a style that uh, you know is Barcelona esque. I just, I just don't believe that will ever happen in League One. Uh, championships are a different matter. You need a mixture of the both, but in League One, you just, you, you definitely need, you know, half a dozen to eight players that I said before will just uh, run through brick walls for you. And George Dobson is absolutely that. We've, I'd say, we've probably got four or five. We just haven't, you know, we haven't. Some of them have been injured uh, for this season, so we haven't had them to to call on. But we haven't got enough of them, unfortunately. Now, maybe Johnny Jackson can see that attitude and that aptitude in a few of the players uh, that we can maintain. You know, we don't have to change quite in the way Chris Powell did, for example. Maybe you can see that, that it is possible with, with certain players, so we keep them and, uh, and and use them next season. Hopefully that's the case and we don't have to sign quite so many. Uh, so, uh, we, But we, we need a, a different style of player uh, uh, to, get, to, to get out of League One or more of a different style of play to get out of League One. Mm, certainly. Right, let's have a look at uh, some of the emails that came in. Uh, to the inbox after yesterday's game, right, McSquared says, OK, I'm sure nobody's going to get carried away and we're still clearly a long way off looking like a side capable of winning promotion. But yesterday's performance uh, was exactly what was required after the previous two disappointed and ill-disciplined uh, displays. Uh, once again, we managed to raise our game against a side that is still battling for promotion uh, and we're well worthy of the three points in the end. The entire team uh, showed discipline, tenacity and professionalism from start to finish and our midfield looked the best it had for some time. Uh, there were still some misplaced passes from time to time, but we defended solidly and Rotherham uh, never really had any clear-cut chances. Actually, I felt uh, they were rather poor for a side chasing promotion, uh, mostly just uh, lumping balls into our box without any uh, end product. Gilby redeemed himself. Pierce and Fainwo uh, both had good games back in the fold. Dobson uh, had uh, what was almost certainly his best game uh, in a Charlton shirt today, capped off by a fantastic long-range goal, uh, which will so- certainly uh, turn out to be the goal of the season. Stockley and Washington were tireless uh, and both gave their all. Uh, as always, uh, and a special mention has to be made to McGivore, uh, whose positioning and claiming was spot on throughout. I would even go as far to say he's been our most improved player uh, in the last few matches. It can uh, be uh, of no coincidence our defensive record uh, has improved at the same time. Now we just have to make sure the standard is maintained in the remaining matches, and if so, we have every chance or finishing the season in the top half of the table, which would be something, uh, at least. No more four storms, please. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> would a top half of the table finish? I mean, I'm not going to get the open top bus out for that, but, I mean, it's it's, it's something meagre to aim for, I guess, between now and the end of the season. I don't even think it's league position. I mean, uh, and I'm grateful to the um, Charlton Museum who take me into to some tweets about uh, where, you know, where our worst position uh, finish uh, has been in our history. And and yes, you know when you look back, it does mean something. But I'm more concerned about uh, you know, just finishing on a high, really, uh, and getting some positivity into next season. Having said that, if uh, Johnny Jackson is going to make um, wholesale changes, it won't really matter because it'll be a different uh, a different looking playing squad next season. But mm. I just just from the fans' point of view, I, I guess more than anything else, it, it, even more so than the players, I think uh, if we can you know put a decent run in, in this final four games and and win the majority. Uh, then it just puts us uh, puts a, a smile back on a, on on supporters' faces. Yeah. It won't be it, it won't be a broad smile. It won't be a toothy grin or anything like that. It'll just be maybe a smirk. But it's better than uh, better than looking miserable, which yeah. uh, which is where most of this season we we've been heading. 
Yeah, a few more moments. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen it, the video from Danny Turner from behind the goal, his, his daughter <laughs> yeah. filming and shouting yes, Dan. I mean, uh, that I mean that is reward for for all those fans who have travelled up. We're going to hear from uh, uh, from I think Matt and George later on in the show as well, who who made the trip up there. But moments like that between now and the summer, that's all we can really hope for. Oh, that was a quality moment, wasn't it? And I think um, he should be justifiably proud of that, of that Lango. Uh, yeah, it was a lovely, uh, lovely moment. And and yeah, it's what uh, it's what going to football is all about, isn't it? It's what uh, you know these uh, these these moments like that, and uh, you can't uh, you can't script them. They just happen, and uh, and you just look back at them and think, oh, that was a, that was a moment. And we've mm. had a few, uh, just not enough this season. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right, uh, Clive says, uh, Dear Louis, credit to Jason Pearce, Akin Fainwell and Albie Morgan, uh, three forgotten men who put in a good shift. I now think that Adam Matthews deserves a new contract. Uh, we're going to uh, struggle to get in someone better in our price range. Uh, if we can, then great, but let's not let the chance of, of uh, not take the chance of letting him go. All right, what's, what's your views on that, Tell? Because uh, I'd say a few months ago, most people would have uh, happily binned off Adam Matthews, but he, he's doing his end of season thing. He's like the opposite of Charlton in the Premier League. Like, Last few games of the season is really good. Yeah, I don't, look, I think with Adam Matthews, I mean, there's no doubting his ability at all. Because uh, I mean, the goal uh, at Wimbledon, for example, uh, when we were down at ten men, outstanding football to to get to that point, and the cross was pinpoint uh, and perfect. And yesterday again, played really well, and 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 you know he can. We've seen him do it. Consistency is the big issue here, and. Uh, you know, Johnny Jackson is, has got questions to answer. I mean, yes, if he plays like he did in the last two games for the whole of the season, it's a no-brainer. Adam Matthews would be the first name on the team sheet. Of course, if he played like uh, uh, the last two games for the rest of the season, he might not be playing League One either. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a tricky one. If you could guarantee Adam Matthews uh, playing like that week in, week out, then I don't see anybody um, denying that he needs to sign up. It's just whether Johnny Jackson can uh, can be confident that that's going to happen. Mm, yeah, right. Uh, Dave uh, says, big shout out to Terry for your solo effort yesterday. I mean, I've, it's not that much more effort, is it, with your, your voice? <laughs> I'm <laughs> not sure I wasn't solo either. I had the wonderful Peter Shirtliff beside yeah. me. Yeah, but no, 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 I thought it was going to. I thought he was going to be my bodyguard, Peter Shirley. If I, I stuck him to the right <laughs> in between me and the fans, but I didn't need him in the end. Yeah, oh, it was a shame that that geezer wasn't there. The one who um, called you a cockney uh, and and something I did, else as well. Um, I did. I, I did look for him, but I couldn't find him. Yeah, you obviously scared scared him off. Uh, right. Um, Before we hear the uh, rest of the emails, uh, let's have a listen to the views of a couple of the supporters who went up uh, to Rotherham yesterday on the train back. I uh, was able to speak to Matt and to George, and I asked them for their views on the performance up at the New York Stadium. I thought it was a, a lot better performance today. Um, second half, I thought we was a lot stronger. We pushed them well. A brilliant goal from Dobson, probably the most deserving player on the pitch. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. He's had such a good season, hasn't he? And he's just, just missing that, that one moment like that. Yeah, yeah, and to rifle it into the corner the way he did was just oh, that was just top quality. Yeah. Top quality. Amazing. Probably one of our best performance in like crossing wise, good passing. Nothing not nothing to play for, but just to show teams what we got. So Rotherham but they did things in the first half, like crossing in the box didn't really threaten us a lot. Didn't work. Didn't really test the goalkeeper. So simple, simple. But second half, we just went out and got our chance, took it simply. And then that's how it worked. For yeah, in the first half, I thought they they were on us a little bit more. They pushed us, and then in the second half, I thought we pushed them a lot more. 
I thought we defended well. Pierce was brilliant at the back. For Miro, it was a little as, as he is, but Claire played well. So, yeah, it was a good, good performance. Yeah, I asked Jack about this as well, but I thought Craig McGivray started claiming crosses a little bit better today. So, um, yeah, I, I just wondered what you thought of that. Bombing balls into the box a, a lot well, a lot more in most of the game, and he was claiming a lot of them. So, yeah, it seemed to be where their threat came from was from the air. Yeah, beautiful goal. Just I thought Taylor, Blackie Taylor kind of messed up because the touch, he went a bit wide and he just passed it into Dobson. First time curved in the top corner. He's had, he's had a really good season, hasn't he? Yeah, but I'll probably give him player of the year. Could probably have a shot of probably Charlton's goal of the season. To be How are you feeling now going into like the end of the season? Obviously, there's nothing left to play for, but um, what was your aims between now and then? What have uh, you thought about Jacko so far? I think he's done pretty well. Um, I know a lot of Charlton fans are not sort of undecided on him so far this season, so I think he's okay. I think he's worth a chance, and I think rest of the season just play it out try not to lose too many more and just get the results we can when he came in I was like okay new manager see what he's got he, 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 he's he's keeping us in this league and he's the reason that we're probably going to be going into the championship next season so Confident. Yep. And I guess there, there will need to be a bit of a squad rebuild in the yeah, summer, so it's an important summer need, for Jack and for Thomas. Yeah, I think we need a, new, a winger to just back, so when Jaisimi gets tired, I mean not Jaisimi, Blackett Taylor, and we need a, like, Matthews, he, he plays good on the wing, but the thing is he doesn't, he runs, but you sometimes we just need that little spark. We need like a, a proper winger. Lovely stuff. Cheers for that. Right, next email. Phil uh, says, uh, what, uh, what a win uh, and what a strike. I don't know quite where or why Dobby's been hiding that away. Uh, assume uh, they're being retained. It will be good to see Dobbo and Jake Forster Kasky playing in the midfield next season. will certainly give us some bite uh, in the middle and they would allow other... Uh, each other the freedom to break into dangerous positions and score more goals from midfield, which has been lacking uh, this season. Also notable that we have tended to be more solid in defence when Pierce has been at the back, uh, although uh, when he uh, hasn't uh, looked as strong, it's been when playing two consecutive games uh, with one in midweek. Perhaps we could extend next season to a 46-week season uh, and only play on Saturdays to give him more recovery time. Things are definitely beginning uh, to come uh, together uh, and we're still not converting enough of our chances, though. If we can pick up a genuine poacher, and add more depth to the squad, I reckon we will have a good season in 22-23. Have all the other names uh, been taken off the ballot for Player of the Year yet? Well, I think that'll be that'll be sorted out in the voting, I'm sure. I mean, Jaden Stockley is good enough for me as a striker. I mean, I, I was copied into a tweet earlier today, actually, I can't, uh, from, from Sam, and he was saying that he'll be a solid backup striker for next season. I don't... Uh, the, oh, you can always aim for better. I, I don't think we can aim much higher than Stockley in terms of his goal return. I think it's fine. 18 goals, by the way. I mean, it's, yeah. not, uh, it's not to be sniffed at. I mean, if if at the beginning of the season you, 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 you were putting a, a list of reasons why you'd buy a striker, uh, and uh, one of them would be, well, yeah, somewhere around the 20-goal mark is what we need from a striker. And he's delivered that. I mean, uh, if I'd be amazed if he doesn't, if he's playing for the next four games, that he doesn't hit the 20 mark between now and the end of the season and uh, and that's pretty much what you want Smith who was on the opposite side is in the top three side and he's also got 18 goals I'd, I'd, I'd actually say that Stockley isn't the issue necessarily in terms of goal return and bear in mind how many games did he miss uh, and he's still got 18 goals yeah, he was out for like so, four months 
There you go. So he got 18 goals and has missed a third of the season. So uh, uh, it, I think um, I don't have a problem with Jaden Stockley's goal return at all. I think mm. I mentioned it earlier on about uh, Dobson. I think we've uh, we've certainly missed goals from midfield and goal from goals from other areas. Yeah. And I think that's probably what's let us down. Uh, mm. But no, I'd have um, Jaden Stockley wouldn't. Oh goodness me! I mean, how many other? They every other team in this division would bite your arm off for Jaden Stockley. Yeah, they certainly would. Right, Reg uh, says, uh, George Dobson, take a bow as if there was any doubt that he is our player of the year. Uh, absolute baller. The core of a good team is there with Macker in goal, Lavelle, Dobbo, uh, Connor and Stockley up front. Splice and dice around those five and we're prancing and dancing next season. That's from Reg. Hi to Jonathan West as well, who sent in a, uh, a little message from the upbeats. I hope you're well, mate. I hope you're having a good time. Uh, Robert says, hi, guys. I thought we were great value uh, for the win. Competed well in the first half, dominated in the second. Final ball was lacking at times. Uh, we could or should have won uh, by two or three. Pleasing to see McGilvery coming to collect so many crosses throughout the game. Uh, such an important trait. Uh, when under pressure. That's from Robert. Yeah, agree with that. And finally, we've got this one from John. He sent this during the week, actually, but I promised I'd save it for the Sunday show so we can have a quick chat. says, what's the problem with finding the CEO? Peter Varney is the perfect fit. He was also uh, at the Valley last Saturday. In the last two pre-season sets of games, uh, Hadi Gandor has scored goals, then he disappears. Why? He says, I'm not impressed with Jackson. He should be bringing in Aaron Henry, uh, who is for first-class pass with the ball, and also Charlie Barker, uh, to get them up to speed, not difficult with this lot. Gilby is a waste of time, and neither of our wingers have a football brain. Fast and tricky, uh, but they end up just beating themselves. We deserve better uh, football than has been served up uh, this season. I mean, that, that was sent the other day on the 5th, so I think before the Wimbledon game, possibly. Um, but there's some points in there. Uh, what's your views on uh, uh, Peter Varney at first? I mean, I know he's, he's, he's getting on a bit, with, with all due respect to Peter. I don't know if he's still working. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I mean, I know Peter. Uh, I've been lucky enough to to, um, to have known him for a while, uh, not uh, not closely, I have to say. Um, and uh, Peter Varney would be an asset to any any organisation. So you won't see uh, you won't hear me say anything other than uh, if we had Peter Varney, we'd be a better club. No question about it. Um, but uh, he's uh, he's not part of the ownership's plans, I guess. Uh, the the ownership has their own plans, and we have to wait and see if that pans out, good or bad, I guess. Um, do we need a CEO? I think most people would say yes. I, I have no idea personally. I've never really been in a position to know one way or the other whether um, whether uh, the, the, that regime works better than the one we've got. Uh, I think yes, we probably should need a CEO, but who am I to judge? I don't know. Mm. Um, the other points about um, about youngsters in the side. The young, yeah. The one thing I'd say about that, and then you get all what you always get calls for. You know, bring the kids in, bring the kids in, because. Uh, you know what we've got isn't good enough, and and I understand that uh, train of thought. However, uh, the only thing I'd say is um, you know hark back to uh, Carl and Grant. You know when he first appeared on the scene, he was on fire in the uh, in, in the youth and, and under twenty three. He was scoring goals for fun, and then we brought him into the first team, and I think gave him a run of about six or seven games. Where we played him on his own up top and absolutely destroyed the kid. And it took him two or three seasons to come back. And I don't think that's a thing. That's a thing we have to do or need to do, at the moment. I think Aaron Henry is 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 going to be a superb player. I think people forget he's still. I don't think he, I don't think he's even eighteen yet. I think he's still seventeen, isn't he? So I mean, he's still incredibly young. I mean, it was great to see yesterday, and I, 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 it was lovely to see a Lee Burn in the squad list yesterday uh, for those of a certain age. Uh, Miles Lieberman was there. Uh, great to see him in the squad. Nazir Backroom was there. Great to see him involved in the squad. We still, of course, had um, Burstow on the bench. Uh, we've had Daniel Carner involved. It's it's a good learning curve for them to be involved in the in the squads and every now and again get their chance. 
but expecting them to come in in a League One especially, and I mentioned before about the, the what you need to get out of League One, to expect them to, to, to blood you know young kids at 16, 17 in a League One campaign uh, for more than one game here and there is it's just asking for trouble. And if, mm. if you want to see longevity from kids uh, and get the best out of them, you just can't do it. And I don't think I, I've... Look, it's different, again, you know, when you're in the Championship, when you're in... Um, uh, the Premier League, you get a little bit of time and on the ball, perhaps more so than. Uh, I mean, I don't just mean pressing. I mean, you know, a clogger coming through you at seventy miles an hour and taking your legs out. You know, you just get to, you just get to be um, express yourself a little more. And maybe when you're in a successful side, you can do that a little bit more often. But when mm. you're battling for your life, or when you're battling for to get out of this league, sometimes I think you just got to realise that you know putting kids in isn't necessarily the answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Henry, Henry's out on loan at, at Wilson. He is, he is 18, but he, I mean, he's out getting that experience that, that he needs at the moment. Right, um, we've run out of time uh, on this week's Charlton Live. A bit more of a fun show than, than it has been over, over the, the majority of the season. It was a good win. It was a good win yesterday, and I really enjoyed uh, the goal from George Dobson. Great to hear from him on the show. Great to hear from uh, those of you who contacted the studio as well, plus uh, the two chaps I spoke to on the train at home yesterday. Great to hear from you, Terry, as always. Cheers, Louis. Good to speak to you. I'm Louis Mendes, and thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday to look ahead. Oh, no, actually, we'll be back on Wednesday because the, the game's on Good Friday this week, so we'll bring it forward today uh, to look ahead to the game with Morecambe. We look forward to speaking to you again uh, on Wednesday. Oh, 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 oh